0: Hello everybody and welcome to this Tuesday, Oh, got, got lost up in my days there for a little bit, Tuesday edition of the Logan Blackman Show here on the Rejuvenated Podcast, because I think that's what we came up with yesterday, I think, I, if you didn't tell, I don't really listen to myself that often, so I don't really know what I said yesterday, or sometimes I forget what I talked about, well actually, I forget what I talk about all the time, if you ask me Like a week from now, Logan, what did you talk about on this Tuesday edition of the Logan Blackman show? I'd say, I probably, if I had to look ahead, I probably wouldn't have an answer for you. If I was being 100% honest with you, like, I don't remember a lot of the shows, so I'll I'll remember little bits and pieces. Like, if I have a talking point that, if something's come up and I've talked about in the past, I'll remember it. Some will click in my head and I'll remember it. But about, 80-90% 80-90% of the time, I don't really remember what I talk about. And I always like to claim that I have a pretty nice memory when it comes to certain things, I should add. Not everything, not, not, not everything, but to certain things. I would say I have an above-average memory, if I do say so myself. And with that being said, let's just get right into this Tuesday edition of the Logan Blackman Show. Now, I was going to record my NFL season preview today, I tried to around like one o'clock today. I tried to start recording and then I delayed till about one 30 and then yada, yada, yada. It took forever. And we eventually just did not get anything out. So if you didn't listen to the podcast yesterday, I wouldn't blame you because I didn't post it anywhere. I posted it on SoundCloud or Spotify and Apple podcast. Other than that, didn't post it anywhere. I didn't post it on Twitter. I didn't post on Facebook. And I didn't post on Instagram. I didn't post it anywhere. And I know you're sitting there going, Logan, why didn't you post it anywhere? You should be proud of all the podcasts you do, all the shows you do. Logan, you should be yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you. When I listened back to it, at least certain parts of it, when I was trimming it down and uh like decreasing the volume of it, a little of that editing process, I heard a very, very continuous popping noise throughout the, it more of, I would guess, because I haven't, I didn't listen to it all, but I would guess it's like three-fourths of the podcast, every word I said, there's like a popping going on in the background, I don't know where that's coming from, but I'm not a big fan of this popping noise, it's very distracting from the whole podcast, and only stopped when I stopped talking, now I don't know if there's Something trying to tell me something out there, but it sounded horrible. And I thought about deleting it, not even posting it. But then when I hopped in the shower around noon today, and if you didn't know, I record these a day in advance. So I schedule them to get posted or become visual, I guess, unprivated, public, whatever you wanna call them, at 11. So when I'm in the shower at noon, I have an online class from 10 to 11 15 in the shower at noon. <laughs> completely went over my head. So at that point, I was like, ah, it's already out. No real sense of deleting it at this point in time. I'm just not going to post it anywhere, which is what I've done before. I've just completely ignored a podcast that I've done before that I didn't like. So I just said, to hell with it. Let's just not share it anywhere. It'll be out there. If you want to listen to it, good on you. But I would just recommend not listening to it. Now, in hindsight, I probably should have just posted a link to the entire podcast and just gave a little disclaimer of don't listen to Monday's edition of the Logan Blackman Show. Now, I hope Tuesday's edition, today's edition, will be better than yesterday's. And it's hard not to be better than yesterday's. I mean, I, for the show itself, I feel like it had nice little content in there that we talked about. For If you didn't listen to it, let's just go over what we did yesterday. We talked about pretty much just the, the return, I guess, the new technology we got. We got a new microphone. We got a halo light that I stared at for like 10 minutes today, and it hurt my eyes, and I got super hot, so I stopped recording my NFL preview video, and we kind of previewed a little bit of the NFL preview video, which comes out every year around the start of the NFL season, and I'm not going to lie, the season kind of snuck up on me. It starts next Thursday. And I had known when the days comes the Bills post things on Instagram and Twitter, like 17 days till kickoff, 14 days till kickoff, like Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs type stuff. But I just didn't think about even posting a preview. And I was like, I got to do this. I got to get my preview out. So I did. I made my, I got my records all done. Okay. Records are done. I've got all the, I'm happy. Finally with the records that I have made because again I do this off of playoffpredictors.com so this way you can go through each and every game and predict which team is going to win said game so that way your records are a lot more accurate than if you just pick out two random numbers off the top of your head and say this is what this team's going to go this year cuz if you add all the games up sometimes it doesn't really yeah it doesn't really add up a lot of the times so with this, it goes through every single game and it ex- excludes teams in certain ways that have buys. So it's very, very accurate. It's a very accurate way to do a season prediction, at least in my eyes. So I recommend going checking it out yourself and just search NFL playoff predictor. It should pop up. Make sure predict or not predict or predictions predictor, because then you're gonna get a lot of other different things that pop up and so on and so forth. So, we kind of previewed that yesterday. I was planning on doing it last night after I recorded my podcast. Didn't happen. Okay. Uh, I didn't have any records that I really liked at the time. I got those done around like 1230 today. That I finally sat down and said, yes, I like this. So, it didn't happen. I didn't end up recording yesterday. I didn't record today. So, hopefully, this video gets out sometime around Thursday. I don't know how realistic that is. Maybe we shoot for Saturday because I have two night classes, Tuesday and Wednesday, and I have one class on Thursday and no class on Friday. And then I have to work from 3 to 6 Thursday and Friday. I think I could work with something in there. Film wise. Especially on Friday. I've got nothing to do during the day. I could just film the video, edit it on Saturday, and just be just be done with it. At least that's what the goal would be. Hopefully. It go, and hopefully it turns out good because the first year we did it, I really liked it. The second year we did it, not as much of a fan, I would say. It's kind of long. And t- I mean, the record-wise, I records-wise, I did better on the second one than I did the first one. But video-wise, I liked the first one better. And we even forgot to include the Jacksonville Jaguars in the first video, which we'll get to the Jaguars in a little bit. But along with previewing that yesterday we just went over the details of my room pretty exciting stuff there where my setup is for the videos got probably the coolest corner in my room it's the only corner that really has anything where this corner is kind of (laughs) filled up with everything we got a sporting kansas city scarf a sweden scarf sweden soccer stuff for the 2018 world cup and a manchester united scarf a pastel painting if you want to call it that of kendrick lamar done by my good friend andrew Gunnis, and then my sweden flag it's also got my uh, record player right behind me as well, and a few other things. My dresser's right next to me. I'm sitting in the spot where I was going to film the video. I'm not sitting at my desk, which is kind of weird, but I kind of like this spot. Kind of, I can see the clock in front of me, so I know if I'm rambling for too long, I can kind of just exit out. But yeah, went over the details of my room. Also, this weekend, September 5th was supposed to be you and I Iowa. And we went through a whole half hour, like 40 minute rant about you and I, Iowa. A game that's not even going to happen. And we didn't even really talked about the game. We just talked about, I don't really know how we got started on that. I kind of went on a random tangent about it and never really got anywhere with it. <laughs> kind of finished talking about North Dakota State and Trey Lance. They're playing Central Arkansas. And yesterday, we tried to remember which FCS game was played the other day. It was, Abil- it was Austin P. and Central Arkansas, not Abilene Christian. Central Arkansas. They're both purple and black teams, at least I hope that I, my memory serves me right. The Abilene Christian is purple, but whatever. That's who North Dakota State's playing this year. Trey Lance, I'm expecting them to go off in that game, boost his draft stock. I don't know how much it will boost it because it's only one game, but help it nonetheless. I can't really hurt it at this point. I don't really foresee him dropping out of the first round. I really don't see him dropping out of the top 15. Worst comes to worst, he gets drafted somewhere in the top 20, 25. That's what I think would be worst case scenario. I think he is a better overall quarterback at this point in time than Jordan Love was last year. But Jordan Love had also some very amazing qualities that coaches and scouts, mostly scouts, look for in a quarterback. Arm talent, athletic ability, Trey Lance, arm good talent athletic ability insane ball decision decision making brilliant didn't turn the ball over one time last year led North Dakota State to the national championship as a redshirt freshman now you can be sitting there going that's not that hard it's North Dakota State that won eight of the last nine national championships it's not really that hard is it I mean as a freshman though Scott it is kind of hard now again I said this yesterday he's not Carson Wentz okay He's not that style of prospect, but first round talent all the way. I was so excited to watch him versus you and I this year. And I said this yesterday I know I'm supposed to hate North Coast Stakes. They're supposed to be rivals with you and I. I just can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm not a huge fan of their fans, but the team itself, Trey Lance, is fun to watch. And you and I. Was the third ranked team in the preseason rankings for the stats FCS poll. So expectations for this UI team are arguably exceeding that of the Eric Sanders teams of the mid 2000s. Arguably. I'm not saying they are. Those Eric Sanders teams were the, the greatest teams in UNI Panther history. But the season won't get played. And UI Iowa is supposed to be this week. And I had a very good shot at beating Iowa. Not saying they would beat Iowa. i got to keep prefacing that. I'm not saying and I would beat Iowa but this was the best chance they've had in a very since 11 years ago to the date on Saturday when they had the two blocked field goals and even that you and I team isn't as good as this you and I team and that Iowa team is better than the Iowa team that is playing this year one would suspect anyways Stanzi McNutt DJK Claiborne Broderick Bins. Christian Ballard, Carl Klug, Tyler Sash, Brett Greenwood. like We could go on and on about Iowa players on that team that went to the Orange Bowl. This Iowa team got some good players. The wide receiving core rivals that of that Iowa team with Amir smith Marcel, with Brandon Smith, with Tyrone Tracy. You could pair that up with the DJK, Marv McNutt, Colin Sandeman trio that saw Iowa go to the the Orange Bowl. Trey Stross was in there as well. You and I, man. This was supposed to be the week. That, they, that game was going to be awesome. I was going to go to the game. I, I didn't even care if they had fans there. I'd be watching that game. Now, we got a few college football games this weekend. But none that I really have any interest in. The Big 12 and Iowa State just announced they're allowing 25,000 fans at, Tri, sorry, at Jack Trice Stadium next week. When Iowa State plays Louisiana La... What was their team? Are, the, are they Lafayette? They're the Raising Cajuns. They're just Louisiana now. But I almost said Louisiana Lafayette. I think that's what they used to be. But now they've dropped the Lafayette part from their team name. So that's September 12th. So make sure you stay tuned for that. 25,000 in a 70,000 seat stadium. Spaced out. Wearing masks. If you're... If you have pre-existing health issues, don't go to the game. Simple. I mean, it doesn't really get much more simple than that. If you are just fresh off of the flu or if you're just fresh off of the flu, I don't know how it would affect you if you're the flu. If you're over 60 years old, I would just recommend don't go to the game <laughs> or 70. Let's push 70 because six the people that are more likely to get sick, people that get sick easier. Now I've also heard rumors that they're allowing people to bring their own drinks and stuff into the games. Good Lord. That could get crazy really fast. <laughs> Man, because you and I, if you didn't know, just started selling alcohol at their football and basketball games last year. Now you got people bringing them in at Iowa State. Man, I can only imagine what would happen if they did it at Iowa. Good lord. Now also, I don't know. It's gonna be hard keeping twenty five thousand. I mean, back in the the like Sam Richardson days and the Austin Arnold days. You would be hard. Pre- You'd be lucky to find twenty-five thousand Iowa State fans in a state. No, I'm. I'm joking. They. They would sell out Iowa State for being as annoying of a fan base as they are. And this is just coming from a rival standpoint. Because I think every rival can say this about a rival's team, uh, fan base. They're annoying. I hate their fans. Well, yeah, that's the rivalry. They say the same thing about our teams. But it's it, it's give and take, you know. Yeah, Iowa State versus Lafayette, Louisiana. Jeez. Should be a fun game. Should be a fun game. High expectations for the Cyclone team. Hopefully not as high as last year. Because last year was supposed to be the year for Iowa State football. The 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 what do you want to call it? The launching pad for Iowa State under Matt Campbell. And they finish seven and six and get absolutely ass pounded by Notre Dame. Yeah, that's uh not great. When the expectations were challenging for a Big 12 title. Which I mean technically. I guess they were really close. Kind of close in there. Towards the end of the year anyways. Like Iowa basketball this year. There was actually a chance Iowa basketball could win the Big 10. (laughs) Which was ridiculous. Please Lord. Please let basketball be a thing this year. You and I and Iowa basketball is about to be lit. This year. I hate using the word lit. But it's true. Now. Let's let's cut off of what we're talking about now because we we were just trying to preview what we did or review what we did yesterday. We also talked about Lionel Messi leaving Barcelona, or at least he wants to leave Barcelona. There's a lot of things that can take place from now till when he actually leaves, if it actually happens. We talked about that in full. How Manchester City, PSG looked like the obvious, most likely candidates to land the goat signature. Man City being the most logical with Pep Guardiola and all that stuff. And then you could end the critics. Can he do it on a cold, wet, windy night in Stoke? Now, he wouldn't play Stoke this year because Stoke is far down the championship. But maybe in the FA Cup or something. If Stoke somehow makes it that far. If they somehow get lined up with them. Which, I can see it happening. Stranger things have happened. But Messi with Man City. You're ridiculous. By that, Ronaldo has to come back to Manchester United now. I mean, it makes sense. And speaking of Manchester United... They just signed Donny van de Beek. I mean, it's not official yet, but the report, it's, it's official. The club just haven't announced it yet, but from all, all the, all social media accounts, verified, unverified Manchester United fan accounts, it's done. Edwin van der Sar is tweeting about it. Former Manchester United goalkeeper now employed by Ajax. Rio Ferdinand's tweeting about it. Former Manchester United defender, one of the greatest defenders of our generation, of his generation, not our generation. We're not born in the same generation. Well, yeah, that's a great signing. Great bit of business by Manchester United. We'll get to another Manchester United signing in a little bit or rumored Manchester United signing. It's not official, but it's been talked about pretty much the entire summer. But yeah, that was pretty much what we talked about yesterday. 15, 17 minutes in, we just get into what we're actually going to talk about today. Ridiculous. Logan, you need to learn how to not ramble that'd be such so good but I mean it also fills up time so if I'm hard pressed for time or something I'm good and the thing is I'm not even looking at a script I'm looking at my audio recording right now trying to make sure the levels are right so I don't so I can hopefully not get the popping noises that we got yesterday that's just the main goal we're getting from the audio recording right now and then we'll get into the whole show so before we get into that Make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube channel, Logan Blackman, on YouTube. I'm going to think if I can change the YouTube channel to The Logan Blackman Show would make the most sense. Uh, go follow the social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter. Go like the Facebook page as well. At the underscore LB underscore show is the Twitter account. At Logan underscore Blackman is my personal Twitter account. The Logan Blackman Show is also on Instagram, so go follow that. And Blackman Logan is my Instagram name or Logan Blackman. It's one of those two. Just search Logan Blackman, it'll pop up. And then go search Logan Blackman Show on Facebook. I think we're at 115 likes right now, which is crazy to me. I don't know about you. And we're also, I want the subscriber count on YouTube to go up, especially when this NFL preview video drops. I'd like more subscribers there. And make sure you go follow the social media accounts so when I post it, you are all aware of the fact that it got posted. It's going to be a good video. It might be a little long. I want to shoot for around 40 minutes. I'm not wanting to do an hour and 17 minute video again. That sucked. I hate the video from last year. Record, again, record wise, it turned out pretty solid. Actual viewing wise, it's not really worth watching. Okay. We'll talk about some other previews, uh, predictions that I've had later in the show as well. But before we get into that, we talked about this guy that has been linked to signing with Manchester United. Now, if you didn't know. I've been a Manchester United fan since I can remember. Ever since I started playing soccer, I was a Manchester United fan. Why? I've talked about this on the show. They've been the only team on TV when I was younger. Because kids nowadays, growing up and watching soccer with their parents, it they're lucky that you got the Premier League on NBC. You got the Bundesliga on FS1. Serie A's got an ESPN deal. They're on ESPN Plus a lot of times. Sometimes on the main ESPN channels. Then he got uh, the second Bundesliga is on ESPN now. I think they just struck a deal up with them. The Champions League's on, like, there's so many ways to watch soccer now that there wasn't when I was younger. So when you saw Manchester United, they were on Fox a lot, to if my memory serves me right. some Just very channels, because I didn't have cable either. So that was another thing we had to deal with. But whenever they were on, which they were on a lot, because it was like the Bills in the 90s. Bills were on all the time. Region-wise, didn't make a lot of sense to put the Bills games on in Iowa. But because they were so good, they were on TV all the time. Manchester United was the same way. Now, a little different, but during my youth, Manchester United was a dominant force. Won the Champions League in 07-08. Won multiple Premier League titles. Cristiano Ronaldo, Wayne Rooney. So, Manchester United is a very important part to my life as a soccer fan i guess see i played i started playing soccer in first grade my dad signed me up for it didn't even know i was signing up for it It it's one of my one of the kids in the neighborhood his dad had a team a rec team so signed up for that and yeah i'm friends with a lot of the people that i still i played on that team with it's awesome but i loved watching manchester united when i was younger a lot more than than i have in the last say five six years set five six seven years this year had a little bit more fun, especially in the 2020 half of the season. I'm very excited for this upcoming season. Now that are all Manchester United, being Manchester United, are linked with every player you can think of. Essentially, every big name player is linked with Manchester United because no matter how bad they are, and it's been bad, it's been a dark period in Manchester United history. They will attract big-name players. Why? Because of the history they have. You look at the likes of Ronaldo, and even back in the 90s with David Beckham, Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes. Now, they all played in the 2000s as well, but Class 92 and all of that. Gary Neville, Eric Cantona, George Best, Bobby Charlton, Dennis Law, the Holy Trinity, Wayne Rooney. Like Manchester United is the biggest club in the world next to, like, I would say, Real Madrid. I'd say Real Madrid is the biggest. And I'd say Manchester United's right behind him. Marketing wise and worldwide fandom wise, I don't think there's anybody bigger than Manchester United on that front. As far as trophies go, there's not a lot of teams that are better than that of Real Madrid. I mean, it's hard to. 13 Champions League finals. Like, I, I don't they're ridiculous. Man, Real Madrid's ridiculous. But Manchester United will be linked with the biggest names every single summer. Manchester United are linked with Messi. You know the chances of them signing Messi are? I would say next to none. Why would he want to come to Manchester United? But he's linked because it's Manchester United. Robert Lewandowski, linked with Manchester United. He's not going to come to Manchester United, but he's linked with them, as he always is. Thomas moore has been linked with Manchester United for years. Tony Cruz linked with Manchester United. Thiago is linked with Manchester United again. Cez Fabregas was linked with Manchester United. Ronaldo, ever since he's left, has been linked with Manchester United. <laughs> now, he, he still loves Manchester United, from what you can tell in the media, but he ain't coming back. As I say here right now, on, what day is it? August 31st, I don't really see Ronaldo coming back. Now, I hope he does. I hope that uh, launches some sort of, what do you want to call it? Or just, I don't know. I don't know. But there's so many players linked with Manchester United. It's ridiculous. Every year, there's a few summers ago, it felt like every single player in the world was linked with Manchester. United. when uh, David Moyes' first year, it felt like everybody was there. Muller, Cruz, Cesc Fabregas, Leighton Baines was linked with Manchester United. Phil Jagielka, Everton's former captain, was linked with Manchester United. Nico Gaetan, who I wouldn't want anywhere near Manchester United, now is playing at Braga. He just played for the Chicago Fire two se- like two seasons ago, just at uh, Lille. I think before he went to Braga he's at Benfica then went to Atletico Madrid that did not work out went to China Chicago Lille and then Braga I don't want him at Manchester United now you have a good tournament James Rodriguez was linked with Manchester United for a while when he left Porto for AS Monaco and then Real Madrid after he balled out in the World Cup linked with Manchester United but this player is a very realistic target because he's English and you know what English players like to do? Stay in England. Yeah, there's not a lot of bit. There's not a big history of English players testing foreign soil. Now you got Jaden Sancho over in Germany. Jude Bellingham is at Borussia Dortmund now with Sancho. Sancho linked with Manchester United as well. Gary Lineker, Mark Hughes went abroad. Gareth Bale, he's not English but British, went to Real Madrid. Still there. There's not a big history of those types of players leaving England. So Jack Grealish being linked to Manchester United is not really a surprise. The best player on a bad team. When you have an international... When you're an international player or have the ability to be an international player. I international player, I mean playing for your national team. So England. You want to play at the biggest clubs. If you're the best player on those bad teams, you want to play with the best. You want to keep slumming it down at the bottom half, and it's hard because it's your boyhood club in Aston Villa. You got to leave at some point. He's going to leave. Manchester United being linked, Man City also being linked. He get more playing time at Manchester United than he would at City, and that's not even saying like he's not going to get a lot of playing time this season unless Manchester United fail at signing Jadon Sancho, which it seems Manchester United are still very interested in getting Jack Grealish because he can play on the wing as a number ten and can even play sometimes as a number eight. But Jack Grealish, big news on him, not even just, not Manchester United related, but it just works because he's constantly linked with Manchester United. Being an English player, being younger, 24, 25 years old, the type of player Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been targeting in his quote-unquote uh, revamp of Manchester United, clearing out the dead wood, bringing in young English talent. Grealish will eventually, I would imagine, find himself at Manchester United. I can't, I I just can't imagine him not. I can't really see, I could see him playing maybe for Tottenham. A lot of people have compared him to uh, Gaza, Paul Gascoigne. If you didn't know, one of Sir Alex Ferguson's biggest regrets is not getting Paul Gascoigne from Newcastle when he went to Tottenham. Or it was when he was coming back from Lazio, I don't remember which one it was, but another Englishman that tested the waters abroad. To, compared to him, Gaza, one of English most, one of, a cult hero in English soccer or English football, whatever you want to call it, legendary player. Compared to him, if he's anywhere close to that, pff, anybody should take him in a heartbeat. So Tottenham and Manchester United being the obvious links compared to Gaza, linked with those two clubs, it just makes sense. But Jack Grealish has finally, after axing off His national team, his Ireland nationality like three or four years ago when he was a younger kid from Aston Villa. Tearing it up with Aston Villa. Playing in FA Cup finals against Arsenal. And decides, I'm too good for Ireland. So I'm going to play, I'm going to now announce myself for England. Which makes, I mean, I hate how that works. How you can just do that. Your nationality is your nationality. You can't just pick and choose what your nationality is. Like, I have Swedish heritage. I'm not going to go and declare myself for the Swedish national team. Now, I'm not good enough for the Swedish national team. But I was born and raised in the United States. So I would obviously go play for the United States men's national team if I was eligible or if I had the ability to. But, like, Diego Costa is Brazilian. He ain't Spanish. But he's playing for the Spanish national team. There's a few German players that are playing for the United States because they couldn't get into the German national team. Diego Rossi was born in New Jersey. Played for the Italian national team. Same thing with Anthony Rizzo. A little bit different, but for baseball. Played with Italy at the World Baseball Classic. He's from Florida. (laughs) But Jack Relish, uh, grandparents, Irish. You see a lot of English players go up to Ireland when they can't cut it for the English national team. See this quite a bit, actually. There's a lot of Ireland national team players that aren't really Irish, but have grandparents or parents that are Irish but if they oh we're good enough to play for England axed off we're playing for England Declan Rice did the same thing shortly after Jack Relish he was going to be Ireland's future captain he was the Ireland's player of the season Ireland's player of the year and cut it off because he started getting a good form for West Ham now he plays for England's gonna get a few fair bit of cash for England now he's been in and around the English national team for the last two years I would say year two years about two years yeah but he would already be at 50 caps probably for Ireland at this rate same with Jack Grealish but fair enough to Grealish he finally got his England call-up now he should have gotten it earlier England announced a 26-man squad for the Nations League and Jack Grealish missed out but the likes of Harry Winks is on it uh who else was on this list I'm not looking at it right. I should have looked this up before on who all was on the English national team before I start talking about it. But Harry Winks was on it. Calvin Phillips was on it. You got just a weird mixture of players. No left backs on this roster. So Ben Chilwell signed for Chelsea. Not in the national team, but they got four, three right backs. None are Aaron Wan-Bissaka, which is also ridiculous. It's just a weird, it's, it's a weird team. Let's just say it like that. But the fact that Grealish missed out is ridiculous. It's, because, it's funny because Garrett Southgate, when talking about Grealish in the English national team, said he needed to get some Premier League football before he can play for England. This was a year ago when he was playing in the championship. Captained Aston Villa to promotion and then actually, and also this year, captained them to a great escape in the Premier League. Escaping relegation, staying in the Premier League. Scored the goal that kept him in the Premier League. He said he needs to play some Premier League football. Calvin Phillips, for those of you who don't know, plays for Leeds United. Leeds United just got promoted for the first time in, what did it say, 16 years, I think? My JUSC team was Leeds United. I played for Leeds, the top team, obviously. But Leeds United are back in the Premier League. But Calvin Phillips, unlike Jack Grealish, who this past season for Aston Villa, not only captained them to a great escape, Great captain for Aston Villa. Boyhood club captain. Played awesome this season. Most key passes for Aston Villa. Most goals, most assists, shots, most touches, chance created. Most fouled. That might have been in the entire Premier League. I'm not 100% sure on that. But I think he got challenged, fouled more times than anybody in the Premier League. But the thing is, you know what I said there It was key? In the Premier League. I didn't say in the championship. No, in the Premier League. Calvin Phillips, fresh off of playing a season in the championship, got a call-up for the English national team. Now, Gareth Southgate will have his, oh, no, this is what. This is why Jack Grealish Jack is competing with spots with Marcus Rashford, uh, Jaden Sancho, Phil Foden, James Madison, all these type of players. He should still get in the squad. He shouldn't go, well... He's competing with these guys, so we're going to bring a guy like Harry Winks into the team that doesn't really deserve to be... And Eric Dyer as well. who doesn't really deserve to be in the team, but we'll put him in anyways. Other players that are actually deserving to be a... deserving of a call-up. That, that's where you kind of lose me on that. I get he's competing with other people. Still bring your best 23. You brought four right-backs. Or three right-backs. So don't tell me you're going off of because... Jack Grealish plays these positions. He's not going to make the team. You brought three right backs. Where's the where's the third right back going to? What's he going to do? Unless you're playing in the the 5-3-2 like you did in the World Cup, which I don't see happening cuz he's kind of switched to a 4-3-3 three, three since the 2018 World Cup. You can't have say you can't say one and also not and also do the other. Oh, we have too many wingers. Well, we don't have too many right-backs, though. We have no left-backs, but we have a good amount of right-backs. Perfect amount of right-backs, one would say. And fair play to Kieran Trippier. Going to Atletico Madrid, a team that didn't really suit his style of play at all when he went there. He's fared very, very well playing for Atletico Madrid. Very well. Kyle Walker, I thought he'd started being phased out of the England team, but... Here we are with no Aaron Wan-Bissaka, no left backs, no Jack Grealish. Now Jack Grealish is in. Marcus Rashford, Harry Winks, dropped out of the team. Rashford has an ankle injury, speedy recovery on that, Rashford. But Grealish is in. Now this sparked a lot of outrage when the team was released last week. Why he wasn't in there to begin with. I'm not an Aston Villa fan. One of my good friends from school, Stu, is a big Aston Villa fan. I used to talk crap to him about Aston Villa all the time with Manchester United. We made a bet in high school. I don't know why he took the bet. But if Manchester United beat Aston Villa, he had to wear a Manchester United shirt to school. A jersey to school. That one of my favorite pictures on my phone. So he wore that all day. And I think Manchester United won like 3-1 or something like that. Easy game for Manchester United. Not even a problem. It was the collared jersey that they had uh, for David Moyes' season. I had him choose... Because that was right when Manchester United decided to go with the Chevy logo. And he hated the Chevy logo one, So he wore the one with the collar. The Aon logo. Nice jersey. Terrible team, but nice jersey. <laughs> but yeah, if he signed for Manchester United, I would go crazy. And I would text Stu like that. We message each other back and forth sometimes about Aston Villa and Manchester United. He was at Old Trafford, I think last year. Sent me pictures of it. Super... Jealous. One of my bucket list stadiums to go, and I'd see a game there would just be ridiculous. I don't know what I would do if I saw a game there. I saw Manchester United, Manchester United play against PSG in Chicago. When was this? I have a picture on my phone. Um, I want to say like twenty sixteen? It was an awesome game. Zlatan was there for PSG. uh Manchester. I can't remember who won the game. I really did. Uh, May eighth, twenty sixteen, and. Side story on that game, the games at Soldier Field, I have family that lives on the north side of Chicago, like right down the street from Wrigley Field, like you take a turn out of their neighborhood, turn right on their neighborhood, turn left, turn right on Clark and you're there essentially, it's like a minute or not a minute, probably five minute walk from Wrigley, ah no, five minute drive, probably 15 minute walk. From their house to Wrigley Field. But to Soldier Field, a little bit of a different story. Soldier Field is, I think it's technically on the south side of Chicago. Technically. Maybe I'm wrong on that, I'm not really sure. But in Chicago, getting the Soldier Field from the north side is difficult. Because on the north side, it's more of a neighborhood type thing. I mean, you're in the city, but it's not really like big skyscrapers. Going to Soldier Field from the north side you going you're going through the downtown area and the most the busiest part of Chicago. You got Lakeshore Drive. You got to make sure you go through that and get stuck in traffic. We get to Soldier Field. My uncle Fred drove us there. Dad forgot the tickets in his car or in the truck. We have to drive back to their house on the north side of Chicago when we're right next to Soldier Field. In what my Uncle Frank considers the heaviest traffic he's seen in Chicago. And he's lived there since the 70s, I believe. It's my great-uncle. It's not my dad's brother. It's my great-uncle. My grandma's brother. So I got there. We got there like like 20 minutes into the game. I was ticked. But it was fun watching Manchester United play. Memphis the Pie's debut season there. He was wearing the number 9 at the time. Because... um. Who was leaving? Was Angel Di Mar- Maria... was leaving. So, and he wasn't officially gone yet. So, the number 7 still wasn't available. So, Depay was wearing number 9 for Manchester United. It was just crazy to think of that he wore number 9 for Manchester United. But he did for a preseason. And then he switched to number 7 right as the season started. But he was number 9 for the preseason. Fact check me on that. Because that was one of the things I remember about that season. But man... I would kill, that game was fun, I would kill to see Manchester United at Old Trafford. And with Jack Grealish playing there, make it even sweeter, just making fun of Stu about that. Jack Grealish, I don't think, uh, if Manchester United gets Sancho, that he's a day one starter for Manchester United. I think he adds great squad depth to Manchester United, but if Manchester United don't sign Sancho, he gets slotted down that right wing and he's good to go. Maybe you want to still keep Mason Greenwood there. Maybe you want to keep him more as a striker. Either way, rotate him and Greenwood. I think it would work out fine. Obviously, Sancho is the main goal, but you can't get him. Grealish, even getting Sancho with Grealish is awesome. But if you don't get Sancho, get Grealish at least. should be big. But congratulations to Jack Grealish on getting your first England call-up. Big stuff there since leaving Ireland. Got made fun of quite a bit and has been made fun of quite a bit. Since leaving Ireland for England. But now he's officially got his call up. Now, it doesn't register as a cap. Okay? Cap, you need to play. You can get called up. But that doesn't mean you get a cap. You got to play the game. So, hopefully he'll get his first English. I would fully expect him to get his first English cap. England cap. This season. I get thinking they're playing Iceland. And then, uh, playing another team in there too. But he should definitely get some playing time. But, again, congratulations to him. Um, Yeah, let's go with the other football now. We got uh, the NFL. Big news from the NFL this morning, Monday morning. Leonard Fournette has been cut from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Are we surprised? Really? Uh, Kind of. Not really. Publicly asking for your team to trade for a quarterback after we just announced that we are sticking with this guy this season. Doesn't really send morale. It's not really morale-boosting. Throughout the the team, you're dividing locker room opinions now on who's with Gardner, who's with, or who's against Gardner. Now, obviously, we all know the Jaguars' main reason for doing this—they were trying to trade for trade away Leonard Fournette anyway. So it's I mean, I mean we were surprised he's gone. No, but now they just traded Yannick Ngakwe, Yannick Ngakwe, Yannick Ngakwe, whatever you want to call him, to the Vikings. Vikings just got Vikings defense is gonna be ridiculous this year, I would imagine. They got two rookie corners though. We'll see how they do. Um Al Harris, Harrison Smith, one of the best safety tandems in the NFL. Uh getting Yannick Agakwe to pair with Neil Hunter on the outside. Like, Vikings defense is gonna be good. Very, very good. The Vikings are gonna be good this year. You would totally you would fully imagine that. But the Jaguars, though, are going for the ultimate tank. The ultimate tank. You cut your starting running back a week and a half before the season starts. Two weeks before the season starts, I guess. Week and a half for the Chiefs Texans game. So excited for that. Now we go for the tank. 0 16 is the target, but we play the Bears and Browns along the way, which means one of those teams is liable to slip up. Expectations are higher for the Browns, not so much for the Bears. Which team will slip up this year and give the Jags the win? Because the Dolphins and the Bengals both had Immortal Tanks going on this year. Both of them beat the Jets. (laughs) Jaguars don't play the Jets, to my knowledge. No, they don't. They don't. Or do they? No. No, no, no. But the Immortal Tank was ruined by the Jets last year for the Bengals and the Dolphins. Whether... The Jaguars do manage to go 0-16, which is a real possibility. It still keeps, (laughs) I still remember this because I put it in my Jaguars preview when I forgot to put in my first intro, my first preview, is Jalen Ramsey, arguably the least likable player in the NFL. Number one hit list for Bills fans everywhere. I think we can all agree on that. The most overhyped cornerback in NFL history, most overrated at least—not NFL history, but in the 21st century, over most overrated a corner. Say like he's the best corner in the league. Bull, crap. <laughs> Good save, Logan. It's funny because Jalen Ramsey calls out all these people, and then I don't think any of the things he said when he did that whole quarterback rant came to fruition. I think everything went against it, to my knowledge. The Josh Allen's trash one was the best one, though. Because I've got... I was at the Bills-Jaguars game. Josh Allen's first game back since hurting his elbow against the Texans like four or five weeks earlier. Bills have been going a switcheroo of Derek Anderson, Nathan Peterman, and Matt Barkley. What a quarterback room that is. Jeez. And now... <laughs> Jalen Ramsey got traded to the, ja- the Rams, forced the way out of Jacksonville to go to a playoff team in the Rams. Didn't make the playoffs last year. How awesome is that? Who's the biggest dickhead in the NFL? Jeez. And this is a league. This is that's saying something when Rob Gronkowski has just come back to the NFL. Jalen Ramsey is up there. Yeah. Ridiculous. But Jalen Ramsey is speech before the Jaguars Patriots AFC Championship game. The ugliest uniforms in NFL history. One of the ugliest with the gradient helmet. <laughs> Disgusting. But he did a whole pump up speech for the crowd at Jacksonville or whatever their state whatever their stupid stadium's called. And said, We're going to Super Bowl and we're going to win that bitch. It is the dumbest, cringiest pump up thing. It's it's up there with Jameis Winston's eating W's thing. Like it's bad. I threw that in my video because I thought it was really funny. And <laughs> Oh, man. Jalen Ramsey makes me laugh. And now the Jaguars are done. They had that one year, talked a ton of shit, and now they're getting their faces slammed right back in that shit. <laughs> I will lift you up for a little bit of the back down. Man, what a joke. Not just the Jaguars. Just not, not just Jalen. Just the Jaguars in general. What a freaking joke. Now they've got some good pieces on defense. I'm not I'll give them that. Clavon Tyson they drafted this year. CJ Henderson drafted this year as well. Miles Jack. Uh who else? Josh Allen? The other Josh Allen? And then um what was the Jaguars linebackers? Did Taven Smith? Tavon Smith, he won't be there this year. <laughs> I think that's it. I can't remember if that's his name or not, but he won't be there. This is a yeah. So they traded Clayus Campbell, they traded AJ Bouye. Traded Jalen Ramsey. Traded Yannick Ngakwe. Cut Leonard Fournette. Traded Marquise Lee. Traded Allen Robinson. Or cut Allen Robinson or let him walk in free agency. Traded Blake Bortles. Ah, that one didn't really hurt. Well, maybe. They're going to get Trevor Lawrence out of it, so I mean, fine. The ultimate goal is to get Trevor Lawrence. Whether casualties we need to do to get there is fine. Now, this is similar to what the Dolphins tried to do last year. But the difference is... They've got Doug Marone as a head coach. I can't think of a more dickhead organization coached by a more dickhead coach. The players <laughs> like Jalen Exude everything that Doug Marone preaches. Doug Marone is now I want to see if I gotta run through coaches in my head right now. Um the least likable worst coach in the NFL. Yeah, I think that covers everything about Doug Marone. Bills fans hate Doug Marone. You can't be preaching, uh, Kyle Orton quit on the team and then proceed to quit that offseason because you thought you had a job lined up with the New York Jets, didn't have said job lined up with the New York Jets as they hired Todd Bowles, and got the assistant head coach, offensive line coach for the Jaguars. Got them the 110-6 season, talked tons of shit, And then get smacked right in the face and say, bad. No more acting up out of you. Otherwise, you're going in timeout. In this case, timeout is the immortal tank. But hopefully, the NFL sees the Jaguars in their ways and lets them beat them. It'll be hard. It will be hard. (laughs) The Jaguars also got LaVisca Chenault in the draft as well. I forgot about him. If you can stay healthy, I think Chenault's a very good wide receiver. They also got Tyler for this offseason as well, I believe. And Joe Schobert, who just likes playing for losing organizations. But Trevor Lawrence is the, the prize for this immortal tank. Can it happen? I mean, they're trying. And the Dolphins, the thing that separated them, they had Ryan Fitzpatrick and Brian Flores. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the worst tanking quarterback of all time. And that's a, that's a good thing for Ryan Fitzpatrick's sake. Bad thing for a team that wants to tank which is why the Dolphins won five games last year. Because Ryan Fitzpatrick won't tank. No matter how hard you try to tank, trading away every single offensive lineman, trading away your best running, ba- running backs, trading away your best defensive player, it doesn't matter. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to get you wins. And Brian Flores has installed a mentality in that team that they'll fight for every inch. And I like that about Brian Flores. He's gonna be, it seems like right now he's going to be the only Bill Belichick prodigy They'll actually be something or continue being something. Cause you know, like Bill O'Brien's been doing stuff in the NFL and he dickhead too. I don't know who's more unlikable the Bill O'Brien or Doug Marone? Who's, who's disliked more. I don't think anybody really likes either one of them. Which one's disliked more though? To me, it's Doug Marone, but Bill O'Brien's right behind him. I know a lot of people go, oh, Bill Belichick. Eh, whatever. You get all mad. Other NFL news. This will be a little shorter. Derwin James is out for the season again. Uh torn meniscus. Out for the year. I've... Derwin James, when healthy, is a top five, maybe even top three safety in the NFL. When healthy. When he's not healthy and hurt, he adds a little... To, no, he's... Feeling like a Bob Sanders-esque, not not the same player, but someone that could just be a, a goat It just can't stay healthy. It's a Chargers curse. Now, Bob Sanders only played for the Chargers for like two seasons, tore Peck and was dominant with the Colts, when defense, the NFL defense player of the year, but couldn't stay healthy. I hope that doesn't happen to Derwin James, because Bob Sanders is like a legendary figure in the NFL, like a cult hero in the NFL to a certain extent. Like Bo Jackson as well. Like their legendary status won't get recognized in the hall of fame. I don't want Derwin James to follow that same fate because it's unfair to Derwin James. Cause he's an amazing safety, amazing player. Somehow the Chargers squealed, got him somehow with the 17th or 18th pick in the draft two years ago. Don't know how they managed to do that. But brilliant bit of business by Tom Telesco, who knows how to draft. Let's just see if Justin Herbert can axe the trend of Oregon quarterbacks actually sucking dick in the NFL, other than Dan Fouts. But that's a different era of Oregon quarterback. Hopefully, for the Chargers' sake, Herbert is not Joey Harrington, Akili Smith, Kellen Clemens, or uh, well, there's another Oregon quarterback, Marcus Mariota, or Dennis Dixon. Although actually becomes something good for the Chargers and actually is the future quarterback that this team's needed for, I don't, well, they haven't really needed it. Phillip Rivers has been balling out, except for last year. He sucked last year, but that's just age catching up to him and stuff like that. But yeah, it's going to be weird watching Chargers football. They had two quarterbacks in the 21st century, which is ridiculous to think about. They had Drew Brees drafted in one and then Phillip Rivers right after that. They had a weird year with Ryan Leaf, but or Doug Flutie, but whatever. Like, they've had real, really two quarterbacks. It's like the Steelers and head coaches. They've had three head coaches their entire history. Chargers have had two quarterbacks, really, the last 20 years. So it's going to be weird watching someone other than Phillip Rivers take snaps for the LA Chargers. And good luck to Tyrod, too. Love Tyrod as a person. I just wouldn't want him as my starting quarterback, which is why the Chargers drafted Justin Herbert to begin with the still pissed off about my mock draft, my final mock draft, but whatever pissed me off, but we're not here to talk about that, but speedy pray for speedy recovery for Derwin James. One of the most talented players in the NFL, not just safety he's one of the most talented players in the NFL is a Swiss army knife of a safety. I just hope that he can get his injury stuff sorted out and be that elite player that everybody knows he can be. And everybody knows he is. It's not really that he can be. he's not potential. It's, he made first team all pro when he was a rookie like he has it he just needs to stay healthy it's just a Chargers curse really Chargers will get in their own way Chargers will go and I don't want to ruin my predictions thing for my video but they'll go around they'll be 500 and that's what Tyler Taylor is Tyler Taylor will get you to 9 and 7 8 and 8 somewhere around there because that's what he is he's a more athletic version of Alex Smith we've said that. A thousand times on this podcast. A more athletic version of Alex Smith. And awesome that Alex Smith is back at practice. See if he can be the starter for the Redskins or if they're going to stick with Dwayne Haskins. Uh, We got about seven minutes left. We got the MLB trade deadline was today. Some big moves were made. The Cubs made some moves. Uh, Albert Amora got shipped out to South Bend. Hasn't been the same since uh he hit that girl at the Houston Astros game last year hit a ball down the foul line hit her in the head she's had i think she's had some health issues since then you gotta feel for albert almora baseball is one of the most mental sports of all time maybe i think it is the most mental sport in the world right now i think there's no sport that's more mental than baseball and albert almora has not been the same since that day and i feel for him he doesn't have a spot in the cubs roster anymore and he was the first piece of this Cubs rebuild. Not a lot of people know that. He was the first draft pick of this whole Cubs winning the World Series thing that got built up. And he's not going to... hes I don't think he's got a future with the Cubs, and it sucks. Ian Haps cemented his spot himself as a, the center fielder for the Cubs and, as far as we are concerned right now, as the leadoff man, which is what he was supposed to be a few years ago. Had the leadoff home run, first pitch home run against the Miami Marlins. Sucked after that. Has been kicking butt to work his way back up to an MLB starting spot, and he's kept it. And I think, at this point in time, I think he's kicked Chris Bryant off the leadoff spot. Chris Bryant doesn't look like he's happy leading off. So, it makes sense. Now, how does the lineup shift after this? I don't really know. Because if Ian Happ stays at the one spot, the top five other than the le- or top six, really against right-handed pitching, let's just keep it against right-handed pitching. The top six in the lineup has stayed the exact same the entire season, essentially. Minus Bryant, Hap leading off, it's been Rizzo, Bias, Schwarber, Contreras, Hayward, and then against left-handed pitching, Rizzo, Baez, Contreras, Schwarber, Hayward. Like it stayed consistent the entire season. So where does Chris Bryant play? Where do we bat him out of? Because David Bodie's also been good. Now, I'm not, do not, sit, do not listen to me and say, Logan thinks David Bodie is better than Chris Bryant. No. Shut your mouth. I'm not saying that. But where does Chris Bryant fit back in this lineup? I don't. I can't see Chris Bryant batting 7th in this lineup. Unless you want to force him to play leadoff spot again, which I don't think he wants to do anymore. At the beginning of the season when Ross announced this, it makes perfect sense. He's the best contact hitter on the Cubs. Has been ever since he's been on the Cubs. But I don't think, he does not look happy. His happy spot in the Cubs lineup is batting second. That's where he won the MVP. That's where the Cubs won the World Series with Chris Bryant batting in the two hole. It was Dexter Fowler, Bryant, then Rizzo. That was the lineup. Unchanged. Now, you're going to have to see some form of hap, Bryant Rizzo and then Baez at cleanup with Schwarber Contreras and then Hayward at seventh that's what you're gonna have to see if we want to see the best out of Chris Bryant in my opinion because when he's been at his best he's been at the two spot now he's been fighting for that two spot recently with injuries battling with Nick Castellanos batting in the two spot he's doing great for Cincinnati which sucks to see because he should be doing that for Chicago but Bryant when he comes back because I've heard he's coming back I think tomorrow that could have been wrong. I thought I read that somewhere that he's coming back on Tuesday, which would be tomorrow or today's podcast, I guess. He needs to bat in the set the two hole. It the lineup needs to be. Now I don't know who they're they play the Pirates, but who's pitching? I think it's the Pirates. Now I don't I'm questioning myself on whether they're playing the Pirates or not. I think it's the Pirates. Come on, load. Yeah, Pirates. Versus Cool. What a name. Cool. Chad, oh, Chad Cool! What a name! You, if you told that, sounds like some cringy ass name you'd give to some girl at a bar. Like, I'm Chad Cool. I mean, that's that would. I don't think anybody would believe his name is Chad Cool. Wait till he's in his sixties and he's saying his name is Chad Cool. Now it might be some weird pronunciation they're not getting, like QL or something like that. But right here, K U H L. That spells cool in my mind. Chad cool I'm gonna use that we're gonna use Chad cool but John Lester will be pitching for the Cubs with the right-handed lineup for the Cubs you would imagine at least in my mind the lineup needs to read something along the lines of Hap Bryant Rizzo Bias Schwarber Contreras Hayward Kipnis as the DH and then Bodie batting at second playing second and nine I think that'd be my lineup so let's go through this make sure I got my numbers right Hap leaning off Bryant Rizzo, Baez, Schwarber, Contreras, Hayward, Kipnis, Bode. Yeah, that'd be my lineup. Kipnis at DH. That's that's my Cubs lineup. That's what I would like to see the Cubs implement in the near future when Chris Bryant comes back. Now, will he play tomorrow? Whether he's off the aisle or not, would he play? You would imagine so, but I guess I don't really know. Maybe they want to rest him a little bit, bring him in as a pitch hitter or something, and then or not pitch hitter, but rotating man halfway through the game, get Bodie a rest. If he's playing third or if Horner's playing third or whatever, that's what I would like to see. But yeah, I was going to look at my MLB season predictions, but we're not going to talk about that right now. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, Some of the predictions are a little off. Some of them are right, but there's one in particular that I got to talk about that will bring in some other person to talk about the matter. Cause I don't get everything right I'm not trying to sit here and say I'm an expert but I, like I said at the beginning I got a decent memory I, I like to think I know what I'm talking about 90% of the time but sometimes I just get things wrong and I didn't nail it on that this thing would happen I made sure to exclamate that am not saying this is guaranteed to happen but in my mind at this point in time A is better than B barely I made sure to put barely in there I didn't have a lot of conviction going into that prediction, but whatever. <laughs> we'll talk about that tomorrow. We got college football games coming up this weekend as well. Uh, do we just go over the games right now? Or we go? We'll go? we wait for that tomorrow as well. We'll go over a lot more stuff tomorrow. We got, we'll talk about my MLB preseason predictions, like post-COVID and all of that. Trade deadline was today, so I thought it would work well today, but we're at an hour right now. I don't want to keep it going. We've got to leave the audience wanting more tomorrow, right? So yeah, that's what we got going on right now. Uh, good show today. I think today went better than yesterday. Hopefully the popping noises is not there on the microphone. I'm hoping and praying that it's not happening like that. But that's all I've got for you today. Uh, have a good Tuesday. Happy September, everybody. Wake me up when September ends. Beautiful song by Green Day. Go and listen to that song. I mean, it's, it's kind of like you're contractionally obligated to listen to wake me up when September ends by green day at the first day of September. And then on the last day of September as well. So yeah, that's all I've got for you today. Have a good day. Have a good week. Hope you enjoyed the show. I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.